Okay, we are back and you are listening to the Freedman Podcast. It has been a long time between drinks and we are very excited to be back. It's our comeback show. Welcome back this year, 2022. Got a huge show for you. We are talking comebacks. We are talking sports. We are talking news. It's a bad week to be. Stick around, find out. It's going to be a huge show. Check it out. From the fat team to you, this is the Freedman Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. We're back. We're back. We're recording. We're live. We but are. We're not live. Yeah. You said in the WhatsApp we'd be doing the intro last. Yeah, I know. But we're just going to do it, aren't we? No, we're not going to do it. <laughs> and we're live when we're recording it, just not live when people are listening to it. So, you know. We're live. We're right not right lying now. until people listen to it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, it w- Facebook Live, when you go back, it yep. was live at some point. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, if you listen to us, you make liar out of all three of us. So, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Please turn off the pod now. <laughs> so, it is our comeback special. Let's, uh, more on that to come. Let's, let's kick straight in. We are back. Let's kick straight into our feats of manliness. Fantastic. It's obviously been a couple of months off for the mm. three of us. Absolutely. Uh, There's a Adam. rich mine to go to for manly feats. I know. So, well, why don't we start with you, Phil? Because Lots of time. Lots of time. Still had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Months. Mm-hmm. Months and months. No, uh, mine was actually this weekend uh, oh, wow. where I went away to a uh, one of those lovely tiny houses. Oh, so, yeah. like, into the wild tiny houses. Yeah. That's like, um, that's basically a caravan with no wheels, right? Basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Although it even had wheels. So, but it's a fancy caravan that has like air conditioning and stuff. Okay. So, you yes. went glamping. Um, so, I went glamping. Good. Absolutely. Uh, it's like the where the, the, like the kitchen's above the bed, which is tucked into the toilet. Yes. And it's, yeah. It's like yep. a space. All of which fits cleanly inside your own anus. Yes. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm going to have to inspect and do your ass. All jokes aside, shout out to Into the Wild Tiny Houses, which makes it sound like they're a sponsor. Uh, but it was awesome. Yeah. Great. Like the layout of the tiny house is freaking awesome. Yeah. Really nice. Shower. It's got like a freaking rain shower in there. Like super, super nice. Um, and it was one of them that was based at the back of the Blue Mountains at a place called Shooter's Hill. So yeah. it's basically on a sheep farm in mm. Shooter's Hill. So we woke up in the morning and the, the tiny house was surrounded by a flock of sheep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watching nature go past, you know, just Very pull nice. out. Unbelievable. Pull a lot, out, lot of pull kangaroos. Out, pull out the shish kebab, just stick it straight into the sheep. <laughs> straight into the fire. Meals to you. Yep. Yep. Sharpen pull cue. Absolutely. Know, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, really good. Getting away. No, mm. no mobile phone reception. Yeah. Off the back of a sheep farm. Complete privacy. Just super, super chill. In a place called Shooter's Hill. Phil yep. looks like the amazing. kind of guy who would go to somewhere and he'd actually not even just not only make his own not only not make his own pancakes but bring one of those like greens pancake mix and just like put it straight onto a thon like didn't have to prep it you know get out of my head (laughs) (laughs) but no my manly feat of the week was right there building a fire oh right Nothing more primal. It is nothing lovely, more isn't it? manly than that. Do you take the you took when, the newspaper, the jiffies? Absolutely. Uh, so lighter. so I, I went about these things the hard way. So first and foremost, I pre-ordered some firewood. Oh, so you did. it was delivered for me by a real man. Oh, so you did it in a fireplace. Uh, in a fire pit. In a fire pit. That fire you weren't pit. just having like a little joint behind the portable I, portable loose and you you dropped your diary in a pile of leaves and well the fire department put it all out but I did not burn down the okay. tiny house <laughs> and any assertions that I did and that that was me that left that diary behind are <laughs> <laughs> slander and I will not have it 
Uh, so, no, building a fire, it's in a fire pit. Obviously went about it the hard way. Pre-ordered the firewood, had it brought to me by a real man who was, you know, had a beard. Probably to- cut it himself that morning. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He had lumberjack arms and a, and a, and a beard to rival my own. He's like, Hannah, you this pack of fire lighters. You're probably going to need these too, That's mate, right. I guess. That's right. So he didn't hand me the pack of fire lighters. He informed me that they were under the sink. <laughs> and uh, it came along with the large chunks of firewood as well as the kindling level of firewood. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, the fire lighters that sat underneath it. And so mm. I set about... Uh, taking a very long time to build that fire, regardless of all of those things. Uh, but in the end, I built a fire and I sat by it. So Phil's manly feat of the week was to go to a resort, yep. a quite well-established uh, resort uh, with a, a accommodation on site, might mm. be small. Rain shower. Uh, rain shower. <laughs> uh, undercover, you know, with, with, a, with a completely encapsulated, you know, bedroom and yep. bathroom. Yes. Uh, wood delivered. To the cabin, absolutely, uh, with some sort of fire lighting help. And, and I might add that my my partner ordered that wood. I didn't. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she looked at you like, no, he'll probably fuck it up. I yep. better order it. She arranged it. She arranged <laughs> it. Shout out. Well, credit to you, my friend. Well done, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I will say, lighting a fire is very manly. I love I, the fire pit. Always makes me feel like more of a man. Big time. Yeah, big time. I felt like a man, and. Uh, the fact that it was a fiction doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, it has been a while since we've all caught up to know. You know, a lot has happened. Uh, I have I've prepped, uh, fixed and made ready my house for auction, mm. uh, which we sold last weekend. I've seen my daughter turn two, mm. which is an amazing thing for a dad. The Valentine's Day completely fobbed off. That felt fairly manly. Yeah, that was nice. Super I did a day. lot of things since the podcast. But uh, the number one, mm-hmm. uh, the most manly, I think the most relatable. Here we go. So I yelled at a customer service lady. Oh, oh, shit. There are so yeah. many public service announcements don't, telling us not to do that. Don't judge me. Just let me set the scene. Okay. Okay. So, we need to get a house ready for the photos. We're trying yeah. to stage it. We're trying to get everything ready. After rearranging the front room into another living space, we decide what we need is a couch. Yeah. Thankfully, as luck would have it, 25% off at Nick Scarly that That's week lucky. only. That's lucky. Friend, friend of the pod, Nick Scarly. Friend That's of lucky. the pod, Nick. <laughs> Turned out. Boom. Who would have thought there was yeah. a sale on? So, we head out there. We find the perfect couch. Yeah. Now, we need it in 10 days of the photos. I talked to the lady. It's like, yeah. can we get it in nine days? Guaranteed. She's like, absolutely guaranteed. No questions. You will have it. Just sign here and pay and we'll make sure it's there. And then she writes on the contract two to three weeks in the little delivery instructions yeah. box. And I point to it. I see it. I point to it. And I go, and what's that? She's like, oh, no, we just have to put that there. You can ignore that. Don't worry about that at all. I'm like, okay. Okay, so I'll but definitely, I am one. Definitely but I am one. So I don't have AIDS, yeah. Because on here it says I've got it says AIDS. I've got AIDS on this piece of paper. <laughs> I just ignore it. Okay. That's your standard boilerplate, mate. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah. And so I pointed, I was like, I, so, I have to have this. We're getting the photographer in. It's essentially had that couch. She's like, yes, it will be there. So eight days later, I call up Nick Scarley to see how things are coming along. And they're like, yeah, we've got you booked in for next Saturday which was about two and a half weeks after we'd bought the couch. Mm-hmm. And I lost it. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I, I blew up at them. I, I threatened them. I said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come and I'm going to put a trailer on the back. I'm going to come and get my couch right now. I paid for it. You can't hold it from me. That's stealing. That is my property. I, just, I was on a bit of a, I was a bit stressed. Amazing. We're trying to sell a house. I'm a bit, I'm Amazing. A, I'm a bit Not stressed sure about it. Not sure it was stealing so legally, I'm, I'm, but yeah. I, I got to the yeah. point where she said, sir, if you, stop, if you don't stop swearing at me, I'm going to have to end Ooh, this call swore. right now. I swore. Yeah. A little bit. You don't ever get angry. I don't do that. I've seen Adam get angry. He's like, hello. Yes, I'm furious. Yeah, look, I was just wondering. I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) Our pizza should have been here five minutes ago. Yes, and sorry for the inconvenience. I'm terribly confused. (laughs) 
But you know, I, I, I wow. accused her. to be a pain. Accused her of ripping me off. You know, inflated the number of uh, yeah. Facebook friends I had, and said I was going to go public. You know, did everything but mention the fact that I had a podcast because you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's face it. Yeah, we're going to um, rip you to shreds, Nick Scarlett. <laughs> I was, I, was, I was the prick of a customer yeah. that everyone who's ever worked in retail knows and hates. And I've worked in retail. I know this person and I hated their guts. Yeah. But you know what? Saturday morning, there it was, front and center. You got it. Got it. Bam. Got it the very next day. There yeah. it was in the truck. Apologies and delivery. Ah, so well sometimes... I know... The thing is, it's, it's, it doesn't actually asshole. set a good example. Yeah. It sets a bad no. example because it really is that squeaky yeah. wheel thing. And I feel bad that it works, but fuck it. It yeah. works. That shit works. So, And to me, it proves once again that uh, the Dark Knight is absolutely correct. You either die a hero or you live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become the villain. And you know what villains get? Villains get couches. Villains get their couches Villains get couches. Absolutely right. That's me. Um, Well, that actually ties nicely into my Manly Feet of the Week because my wife, who's been working a couple of jobs, she actually... uh, has taken a job as a customer service agent for Nick Scarly. And she had this asshole of a customer. And I had to... Cons- <laughs> Came home in tears the other day. That's right. Uh, nice one. Okay, so my manly feed up, in the interest of brevity, I'm going to keep it short, but my, my manly feed of this period was I took my boys two weekends ago to Melbourne, just myself, oh, Kobe yeah. and Mateo, flew them down for a trip overnight to Melbourne Park Royal Airport, got us a business suite overlooking the airport because my eldest is obsessed with aeroplanes. Mm. Uh, we ate pizza for like a snack when we arrived we got <laughs> pizza for dinner we got late ice cream we had pancakes in the morning um we, i bought them airplanes like toy airplanes on the jet stuff like wow. you know they got they got the i got the you're a good daddy you did the real good from thing. the flight yeah. attendant you know yeah. oh what are you guys doing kobe's like daddy's taking us to melbourne on a trip and she's like oh, isn't that lovely do they just bring that stuff out or do you have to swear at the flight attendant a little bit i was, it was in a beautiful place actually so I, I, you know you always feel like no one actually ever orders those things yeah. I, I was like do you guys have these models on the plane she's like yeah, i think that we do <laughs> of course one of them didn't work properly i mean that's just stuff for you but still um, and i presume you yelled at them for that relentlessly no, you know what's we know it's quite funny is i actually she came and said how's all the planes going and i tapped my youngest sort of said this one's wing doesn't break. Oh, kids have no filter, right? <laughs> I, They're I, like, this one's bugging. I thought, I thought she'd go, oh, I'm going to see if I can replace this. She goes, oh, yeah. Look, a little super glue one. And you just told this to me four minutes ago. Yeah, but they have to account for every one of them. I said, I, I actually said, like, I actually am used to super gluing my kids' toys. So, uh, yeah, down up the next day. We had a, actually, shout out to the Park Royal. Great hotel. Room was very comfortable. Yeah. Um, yep. And flights were great. All flights left on time. Jet Jetstar to the minute. I think of your Jetstar flights where they leave delayed. Yeah, well, I'm flying Jetstar yeah. this weekend. And I know it so, will be delayed. Yeah. Almost definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, They're nothing yeah. if not consistent, Tristan. And uh, I agree with you. Park Royal is is legit good. Yeah. I had, had a work conference there once staying yeah. there. The bar's good time. Bar's a good time. There was a Gymnastics Australia conference on at the same time. Um, you know, we the kids just wanted to stay in the room and order room service. I've, I've trained them well. Yes. Um, Very nice. So, it was good. Good yeah. times. So... Excellent. Happy about that. And uh, I don't know where they get their passion for aviation. It's a mystery. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, let's uh, let's kick on with the show. Um, I actually don't know if we do an intro now anymore because we're going to do the prop. We would have already done the proper intro to the show. Okay. So We're doing we'll, it at the end. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. from the fat team to you. Or would that go at the beginning? Oh, we think that would Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it after the intro, well, which we're going to record later. <laughs> all right. Done. <laughs> let's move on to Hero of the Week then, huh? <laughs> All right, so 
first year out of the week for 2022. So, a uh, lot to choose from. Mm. I'm curious as to what you guys <clears> have picked. I would think you would know mine. So Don't I'm know. going to jump in. All right, go. So, let me ask you what, <laughs> the, what the common theme here is. Yeah. Animal House, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Road Trip, Euro Trip, Old School. Stop me when you know. I'm talking about the fact that they were all produced by the same man, the same genius, Ivan Reitman, who sadly passed away last week. Did he? Age 75. Did he? He did. A comedy heavyweight. Uh, he, uh, was he behind all of those movies? All of those. He was, a, he was a producer or executive producer on every single one of those movies. Wow. Just nailed it through the, uh, yeah. through the 80s, 90s, and kept going. That's a hell of a hit rate. Yeah. Uh, amazing family man you know his mother was an Auschwitz survivor his father fought in the resistance and uh, a recipient of the I believe it's called the Order of Canada where he joins one of the biggest awards you can get (laughs) he joins other powerhouses such as Lorne Michaels Donald Sutherland and And Canadian swimming champion Dick Pound (laughs) Dick Pound (laughs) who I plan to make my hero of the week next week so yes Vale Ivan you bloody legend my hero of the week for now, coming soon, literally, Dick Pound. <laughs> so let's be clear. Dick it's, Pound it's Dick is the Pound, hero of the week. <laughs> this week, we don't need to take this to another week. I was looking through <laughs> the Wikipedia list of Orders of Canada and this one just stood up at me. Dick Pound. <laughs> it just thrust it's itself just... in your direction, didn't it? That's, that's what was happening. Isn't the Order of Canada one of those things in South Park that Kyle's brother gets? Or doesn't he get an award as like... A, he gets some sort of Canadian like MVP award. Yeah, You're yeah. going to be awarded by the Queen yep. of Canada. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Something absolutely, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, good yeah. on you, Ivan Ryman. I was going to say that uh, the common theme between all those movies sounds like our Boys Trip Away playlist. Yeah, well, uh, I think I've downloaded just about all off. of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is true. It's not too far off. Mm. I always think about some of the scenes in those films, you know, like the really crass scenes. Yep. And, you know, the producer just sitting sitting there just going, yeah, that's that's yep. mine, you know. Here, here can, can we add some more fart sounds <laughs> into this one, please? Yep. Make them wetter. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Ivan, you legend. Yeah. Needs more cowbell. <laughs> uh, all right, my, uh, my hero of the week. So, uh, I wanted to... Uh, so, I've, got, I've kind of got one, but I've, got, I've kind of got two. So, I'll yep. quickly go. One was in the past, so it's not really hero of the week. So, that was... I mentioned it to you guys in our WhatsApp thread... I couldn't go past, uh, I'll tell you his name. It is, and I don't remember because he's not a famous guy. Memorable. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. Officer Damien Castro. Now, he was the Los Angeles police officer that pulled the pilot out oh, of the light plane. In front of the uh, In front train. of the train. Yeah, amazing. Yep. Which just screams to me GTA 5 like Big Vice time. City like but seconds plane. to spare seconds, seconds to, to spare. spare he pulls this guy out before the train obliterates this light aircraft if you haven't yeah. seen the video check it out it's absolutely it's incredible it happened about a month or so yeah, ago, ago. Yep. so he was a legit hero of the month uh, now my <laughs> hero of the week is uh, PepsiCo and um, the reason yeah. for this is because it's kind of a it's a bit of a catch 22 they're, 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 they're a hero because they're doing something that the three of us are very much across already, which is the, uh, the the wonderful effect of nitro beer. So we have been obviously having our nitros, and yeah. quite often we've fucked it up. Really messing yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you really hey dudes, them up. how you doing? Anzo sits down. Hey man, guys, let's have a drink. <laughs> Opens up a twenty-two dollar one drop. <laughs> Drinks it like, out of the can. Oh, it's like, dude, you're supposed to nitro that shit up. It's like, eh, tastes good. <laughs> let's go get mom. Yeah. Uh, so Pepsi <laughs> have introduced uh, nitro Pepsi. <laughs> So announced today, 
So they're kind of doing like the whole Guinness thing. Yeah. Um, so they are basically putting in the nitrogen. What is it? The, we still do we still work it out what it is? The nitrogen cartridge, the, 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 the little thing. capsule. Yeah, yeah. You know, at one stage we considered ourselves a beer podcast. Yeah. No, not anymore. Yeah. We've moved past it's, it's that. A, it's yep. a new year. Yep. So there's there's <laughs> what is nitrous even. No, we don't know. We don't need to know. We've moved it all. Yeah, by the way, for, this is the first time we're sort of mentioning. We're kind of moving away from our craft beer obsession. We, we, we are having a drink and we'll talk about what that is during our, our countdown. But we're really moving away from that. We're, sure. We're mature now. Yeah. Um, they tried to make us go to rehab. We said, <laughs> yes, fine, okay. We, we all looked at our beer guts and we said, maybe we should give it a little rest. Uh, yeah. So, so it's basically it's it's they're calling it the 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 carbonated drink for those people who don't like carbonated drinks. Yeah, much more softer and foamier. Yep. You're giving uh, this your hero. We're not making fun of it at the moment because this sounds like an absolute wank, a yeah. completely unnecessary no. move Absolutely that's only true. just adding more microplastic into our environment. I wanted to say and the, you are giving it your hero of the I week to say over the, Dick Pound, <laughs> mind you. I wanted to say the hero. I actually kind of wanted to say the hero was us. Because we've been drinking, it's like this isn't new. We've been drinking nitro, nitro since the 2020s. You yeah. know, like oh, yeah, since we've last been decade. doing, yeah, yeah. since last decade. <laughs> um, yeah, and also, I, I mean, from my perspective, I, I was under the impression that when PepsiCo brought out their Kendall Jenner ad, where they basically that that Pepsi is the key to ending to all conflicts yeah. <laughs> and to, to world peace, that that was the moment at which they became our permanent hero of the pod, True. permanently. True. Mm. And that they go into the Hall of Fame and can never be brought forward again. True. That was before we met Dick Pound. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we start the counter of how many times does the pod team say Dick Pound? <laughs> and surely in this week, more than ever, do we need a hero of the world? Well, something that's going to save the world. Yeah, yes, we well, do. It's Absolutely. Been a bad place. Absolutely. All right, uh, Phil. My hero of the week is the Australian tourism industry. Oh, go on. <laughs> Battered, bruised, mm. broken. Yeah. But still standing. Yeah. Wow. Very excited to see the international tourist flights yeah. starting again. Yeah. And seeing the various people from my many years in the tourism industry starting to pipe up on LinkedIn <laughs> and on Facebook again. All these status with, updates. With the faintest glimmer yeah. of hope that maybe, just maybe, mm. things will be better soon. So LinkedIn... And the fact that they're even yeah. still in the game yeah. just speaks to the... To the tenacity, to the relentlessness, to the passion that these people have for an industry that I personally uh, just exited like a cool guy walking away from an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) With a lot of love, but I knew it was over. And so good on them for for keeping going. Yeah, there are people who genuinely love the industry. Obviously, we've been a part of it. I I have been um, secretly disgusted. By the positive flow of emotion, I yes. like you know look a little bit of Schadenfreude. I like to see you know people oh, yeah. when they're down. You know you never want to yeah, see yeah, people yeah. happy. Definitely not. Oh yay, the borders are open. Yay, <laughs> industry, please. <laughs> That's explosions behind me. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving yeah, on. I, I want yeah. to see a burning Thomas Cook <laughs> sign. Is what I want to see. <laughs> well, Thomas Cook, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 it's good choice actually because I um. I was the sort of the polar opposite. I just like I actually messaged an ex colleague of mine and said, sarcastically, obviously, I like, did. Were you aware that the um, Australian border was open to international tourists again? Because no one's mentioning it on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the power of social media. So no, it got a little bit, uh, and still going out there. It's like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, but that's yeah. kind of what LinkedIn is now as well. LinkedIn is slowly morphing into a Facebook. Into again. what Facebook yeah. used to be. Yeah. 
And Facebook is just morphing into crypto spam. <laughs> True. Basically. Yeah. And it's all trash. Yeah, yeah it is. All right. Well, it's Dick Pound, right? Dick Pound. 100%. Yeah. So Absolutely. we got there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Sorry, tourism industry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All those other candidates took a pounding. Yeah. From Dick Pound. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to It's a Bad Week debate. <laughs> Uh, we missed two for 22. Like, we didn't... Two, two, yeah. two, 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 two. Because our theme is obviously comeback, but... Um, it we was could, Richie we, Benno we, day. We could have done Richie Benno as a theme. Yeah, It'd be what, hard to do a whole pot on that. What would you have said? I, I would have probably <laughs> just played Still the Twelfth Man <laughs> just for 60 yeah, Exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's someone that can do it better than us. And we just go and play Mario Party and just put the Twelfth <laughs> Man on. <laughs> Oh, we can still do that. We can stop this pod right now and put, oh, <laughs> just record maybe, maybe the wired world of sports. Then maybe we should become a Twitch cast, <laughs> which is just video of us doing that. Oh, I'd yeah, like to do that. Just, yeah. I was sitting there listening to the we'll 12th man it. and nodding and smiling at the references. I would like to do that. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a bad week to be. I'll start. May as well. I'll Go. start. Strap in. <laughs> I'm going to be an obvious one. It's a bad week to be the Minsk Protocol. The oh, Minsk yeah. Protocol, because you are... Oh, actually, I'm, I'm calling it the Milan to Minsk Protocol, because Seinfeld reference. You're going to have to uh, elaborate. But I think this is something about the Ukraine. The Minsk Protocol is was the, you know, sort of the, the agreement which was signed by, you know, Ukraine, Russia, and something called the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, yeah. or OSCE for short, um, which sounds totally made up. I can't, I can't yeah. help but think of... Um, Team America World Police. <laughs> it's a movie. What was that movie acronym for the a fag? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Film Actors Guild. <laughs> um, but the Minsk Protocol is basically like your abandoned, uh, you know, book that you plan to read, but you never yep. got, you know, you never got through it yeah, all the way to the end. It's your Shantaram. It's your Shantaram. It's like we yep. got through a, for five years or for seven or eight years, we tried. It sat the there sh- on the shelf. I had every intention of getting to it. <laughs> The Shantaram of pan-continental <laughs> protocols. So it's it's now this all turns in. This, by the way, this all turns into a. This, I have a little silver lining to this whole thing. So oh, yes, good. it's a little depressing right now. Obviously, yep. this is the biggest concern we've had in Europe since World War Two. Um, in the you know, what about the annexing of Crimea in 2014? That was pretty much the same thing. That was like eight years ago. Oh, okay. Um, that was an annexing, not a war. Yeah, exactly. Right? That was an annexing. Very different. Okay. Uh, now I was reading up about the Donbass region, which is the the disputed region lies off the coast <laughs> of Argentina. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love when these things happen. It really teaches you about the world. Yeah. Um, so I was reading about it, and the, the description of it is that it's quite a. It, as always in Eastern Europe, you know, you, yes. you should come in summer. In the winter, it can get very depressing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. in the winter. Um, it's a, quite a hazardous environment. Apparently, it has the worst coal mines in the world because they're just yep. so, like, poisonous and awful. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's always two sides to every story. Like, you know, Russia's claiming that the Ukraine... Are you going to take Russia's been... side? No, I'm not taking... I'm it's... not trumping it up. Yeah. But, you know, you read about the Battle of, uh, I think it's Advirka or something like that, where the yeah. Ukraine actually did send, you know, where they're not supposed to send military yeah. in. So, I'm just saying there are a bit of two cents. But at the end of the day, what we're looking at here is really it's a battle between the West and Europe and Russia and power. That's all it is, you know. And what was I found quite humorous about this situation in, in an article I read was that, you know, this is sort of about the Ukraine, you know, potentially joining NATO or the EU. But then I also read like, 
there isn't really any intention by the EU or the NATO to have Ukraine as a member. So it almost feels like (laughs) it's got this picture of like when Bugs Bunny is dressed as a woman. Yeah. And like Elmer Fudd's chasing Bugs Bunny. It's really attracted. It's like Russia's chasing Ukraine. We really want this. And EU and and NATO. We don't really want this. But, you know. It's kind of good that they're not. That they weren't. They didn't join. Otherwise, we would be forced in to protect them from Russia. And that would basically escalate to the end of all humanity. So... You know, unfortunately, in this case, I think the Ukraine is going to be the designated whipping boy for uh, Putin's big war boner. But uh, (laughs) as long as he doesn't come over here. Well, here's my silver lining. Come over here. I like it. Um, Silver lining is that doesn't it feel I feel a little bit happy. We've kind of gone back to that good old like golden eye, you know, days of like, you know, the Russians are kind of bad again. And kind of got a little bit of Cold War. Like it's a a little Rocky and Bullwinkle all of a sudden. Yeah, it's a little rock, rock and bull bull. And also just a quick shout out to Belarus, the tiny little Soviet sympathizing country that could. Okay. Um, reading about that, it might surprise you, might not surprise you, but Belarus is like ranked worst in Europe for, uh, you know. Everything. Human, yeah. <laughs> These countries you never, yeah. it's Russia using Belarus to attack. Oh, that's why they still, they're the only European oh. nation that still do um, capital punishment. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Yes. Are recognised as a, a country of non-freedom. So uh, there's a it's a weird it's a weird time again. We just got through COVID and now we're here. So uh, yep. it's a bad week to be. But sorry, Minsk Protocol, you didn't make it. Yeah, I'm glad that in our comeback special we're really bringing the funny. Ah, Absolutely, Phil, bring, Absolutely. Up, bring me a funny silver lining. World War Three hasn't started yet. <laughs> this um, shit comes yeah, right after COVID. It, we're it, just recovering from the worst pandemic I've ever anyone's ever experienced. I brought it and World round War Three to Golden Eye. Okay, you brought Come it on. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, look, we always want to bring it back around. Yes. Dollar. What I'm saying is <laughs> silver lining in the cloud. World War Three hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. The cloud itself being that we're substantially closer. Yeah. That so, cloud's mushroom shaped, my friend. That's <laughs> 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 crazy. Is like, anyway, uh, just the fact that they've, you know, essentially lied the entire last yeah, few weeks. Of course. Uh, yeah. Anyway. His live broadcast yeah. was like filmed five days ago and, you know, it's all just it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So Please. for me, yes. I looked around and I thought, and, and I'm like, where am I going to find? Like, I've, I've been having a great week personally. Mm. Yeah. I was like, who is it a bad week to be? And I was looking around <laughs> and I was really struggling, you know, World War Three's opening gambit and... Canada is taking a hard left into authoritarianism and the US is tearing itself apart. And equally to all of this, like PlayStation is really having trouble meeting the demand for the PlayStation 5. Still, still, you know, all of these various atrocities of equal amount. um, (laughs) All very big, but paling in comparison to what Sydney siders went through this week with train commuter games. Can you believe how bad Mm -hmm. it was? Terrible. It was awful. It is a bad week. It was a bad week to be. The train commuter. Yeah. Can't get anywhere you wanted to go. Nope. Mm. And we've only just begun going anywhere at all. Yeah. Yep. All of a sudden, the trains are gone. Yeah. Yep. Terrible. There was the Chaos one day. on the roads, rain everywhere. Yep. We've really got it rough here, boys. We've really got it rough here. <laughs> there was the traffic went on for minutes. Minutes, I tell you. Minutes. No, that's not true. Actual, Actual minutes. minutes. The traffic has been a piece of shit. I got, a, I got a call on, uh, <laughs> the, I guess it was Tuesday. Uh, from our storage locker in Camperdown, Lovely. where we keep a whole bunch of like technical equipment, letting me know that the incredible storms had forced a, a pipe to burst. The whole thing was flooded. Can I come and check out how bad our storage locker has been affected? So I had to drive out there and in the pouring rain, it was so bad around Woolite Creek. There were cars half underwater abandoned on the Princess Highway. It's been crazy. And then the one time I did try and catch the train, they told me that if I wanted to get into the city, the best thing to do was to go backwards 
to a different station and then go forwards again because the trains are just completely out of whack. There's nothing, nothing good about commuting in Sydney at the moment. Everyone who can work from home, just work from home. That whole go back to work, it's bullshit. Are you sure when you saw the cars in Walleye Creek, are you sure, you know, it was a car in Walleye Creek? Are you sure it wasn't, you know, nothing? <laughs> Dude, that's not fair. I didn't see that in the news. I didn't see it. It was. Abandoned cars in Walleye Creek. It absolutely Creek. was. I will bring up a photo while you talk about Fine. what your bad week to be was. I already done no it. Was, we're going to war, dude. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> no one, no one. Wait, was that no your one, bad week to be? No, my bad week hasn't even started yet. No one reports what's going on in Walleye Creek. Let's be honest. So, so bad week to be Ukraine, bad week to be a Sydney train commuter. Quite equal, I think. Yeah, and, okay. do, do you know what's funny is like you and I just high-fiving because you know you and I wouldn't be caught dead caught catching a train. You're like, but I catch a train. But I catch yep. the train <laughs> because it's it's you can't drive right now because it's too busy on the road. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Quite Remember the height of the pandemic? Yeah. God, there were good runs to the days. city. They were good. I missed the pan. minutes door to yeah. door. I missed the panny. See, it's. <laughs> Mr. Panny. Ah, Panny Pandemic. It's, like, yeah. it's always a bummer, though, when you're uh, mocking the shit out of something in terms of reference point, but someone is actually really worked up I about the thing. There. I was and there. I, and, and, I was in the thick of it, man. Yep. There's and, people um, who want to PlayStation 5 who can't get one ad, so that's real <laughs> suffering. <laughs> By the way, back, to yeah. just put in a bit of perspective as well, because I know you were talking about, you know, you, you were kind of mocking the, the, the first world problems. Yep. So the worst, ra- just, you know, the worst railroad strike was the Great Railroad Strike of, of 1877 yep. in right? uh, West Virginia. 100 people died. 39 buildings were destroyed in Pittsburgh. They thought it was going to be like the next American Revolution. Like flames in Chicago, riders hunting down each other. So, Amazing. you know, train strikes can, you can turn that shit up. <laughs> but did it. They can be quite bad. <laughs> train strikes are, there's some great, there's some incredible imagery, like, you know, paintings of real wars going on with trains. So, so this is inspiration for the striking? I'm just. Uh, this is Walleye Creek. This is a photo of Walleye Creek on Tuesday. That looks like Walleye Creek, Queensland, that bro. That car doesn't look abandoned to me. Yeah, it doesn't look abandoned. It's got a guy. <laughs> That, that, that guy's dead for sure. There were other cars that were abandoned by people that managed to get out in time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to the train network, but it's back now. And apparently, uh, good shout old, out to Wallach, right? Good old news.com.au. I did see a, a, a clickbait article which says, "Here's how you can save money on trains." So I was like, I was like, you know, some sort of thing, and it was a whole blur about how you they're doing. They're half giving price. half price. Yeah. Um, yeah, half price regular fares and free weekenders. Not really saving money when you've had to spend all your money on Ubers and taxis and <laughs> other methods of getting to work. But well, anyway. and I also, you know, being news.com.au, the way to save money on trains is to buy these new CBD gummies, <laughs> and then you won't want to go to work anyway, That's and you true. won't have to pay for the train That's ticket. That's true. Yeah. All right, yeah. give us your. Uh, it's a bad way to buy. Well, it's a, okay. So after after all of that, yep. You know, bring it home. Things have only gotten worse. Yeah. Because it's a bad week to be just a regular guy ordering Taco Bell delivery. Now, this one came out of Alabama, where an unclaimed delivery of Taco Bell at the Tuscaloosa courthouse was regarded as a suspicious package by staff members. Police were called. This escalated to the hazardous device unit, and eventually the bomb squad was sent in to neutralize the threat while officers set up a perimeter and contained the area. The package was later discovered to contain both regular and Doritos Locos tacos, along with four beefy five-liter burritos, <laughs> all were collected and disposed of by the Tuscaloosa Bomb Squad. Now I have yes, to yes. ask. Disposed of. <laughs> is this going too far? Or is this just good sense? Courthouses are generally secure areas. Not a lot of open doors, windows for ventilation, and some dude has bought himself a 
five layer beef burrito in fact four five layer beef burritos maybe they managed to avoid a fatal explosion after all but that's it there's nothing worse than ordering food and it just not arriving it's happened to me before so i reckon it's a bad week to be that guy what do you think i, I think someone say dude you bomb squad you know it's not a bomb oh well, we're aware <laughs> um <laughs> That's great. Like, we still consider it to be an emergency. <laughs> Keith sorted Taco Bell again. Get that shit out of the courthouse. <laughs> God damn it, Keith, what have I told you? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, Taco Bell. So, so the, the great leveler. Really. Mm. The challenging thing I had around this story was the fact that as soon as you said it was in Alabama, all yeah. I, could, I, I couldn't hear you anymore. I could just shot for shot see... The South Park episode of Chimp Pokemon where they're introducing <laughs> the kids to other toys and Alabama, man, he's quick, he's fast, he's handsome. <laughs> I thought I told you to shut up. <laughs> so the interesting thing about Taco Bell's got this incredible history of just, you know, being associated with just like feckness in a way. Like, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. it hasn't always got the best reputation. And you think this is something new, but... The word you're looking for is filthy. <laughs> filthy. But I'm impartial to a bit of Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, Anonymous likes a bit of Tuck Tuck just, Bell Bell. It, you know? Something to just in that yeah. mood. And we don't yeah. have it much in email, but it dates back. So the first time Taco Bell tried to open in Australia was in 1981. Really? And... So I remember it in the late 90s. I didn't know it was there yeah. in the 80s. Well, it didn't succeed because there was... A, <laughs> this was actually quite funny. There's a guy in... Um, there's a guy in, I think it was in Sydney, and he owned a restaurant called Taco Bell's Casa. So oh. it had nothing to do with Taco Bell or anything. Right, he okay. just had a, just his own restaurant. To be that name. Yeah. He successfully argued <laughs> that Sydney ciders would confuse the takeaway chain with his restaurant and this would damage his reputation. How insightful was he? Oh my God. Yeah, I, I side with him. He was absolutely. He was 100% right. on the nose. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I also, uh, I also respect a Taco Bell because they've tried to enter the Mexican market, I think, twice. Mexico <laughs> like that's that's brash you know yeah. and by that's the way brash. on on that front Guzman y Gomez the guy that founded it here, yeah, yeah I think he's an Aussie one was coming out recently saying that's exactly what he wants to do going to Mexico he, he's like the, the real dream would be to be able to open in in Mexico and I'm like that's Taco f- Bell level hubris what there, a freaking yeah. loser you know what Guzman y Gomez is a little bit of a step up from uh, Guzman y Gomez is is the good Chain Mexico, but still, yes. but still, but Mexico. But I know. I Only mean, just. This is this is basically labelling your second album bigger than Jesus. Didn't we? <laughs> didn't we catch yes. the trolley from San Diego yes, to Tijuana? Is. And just before we crossed the border, we went to Taco Bell. KFC. Oh, it was KFC. KFC. But we got little sachets of spicy sauce, spicy sauce, and that's what made me think it was Mexican. I remember it very well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, honestly, all the little things of, of salsa picante. But in all seriousness, all fast food kind of tastes the same if you mash it together the right <laughs> and way. And what in it? Just yeah. a random amount of spicy yeah. sauce. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it might, it might not surprise you that um, every time they've tried to enter Mexico, that it's not lasted more than two years. No. So, But are you aware they've well and truly penetrated Australia harder than Dick Pound? <laughs> <laughs> There is one when I we took the kids down to Wollongong during the holidays, yep. and uh, there is a Taco Bell uh, down at, right opposite Wollongong Airport. There's one in Green Square. Yep. There's one in Orange. Green Square is in like just here. Yep. Oh, really. Really. Yep. And uh, there's one in Dy now. So they're all over the shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not 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 writing any of these places down. Strap in. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to sport uh, with uh, your f- fucking kidding me, right? Hey, you're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it like that. Please stop. Okay. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Kidding me, Are you fucking kidding me, right? It's our sport segment. Uh, Phil. No, it's important. All right, you want to start? I Just, just yeah, on the one. Because, because, because yeah, no, yeah. we have a retraction. I know. We have oh. a very major retraction. Oh. And is back. I like to think that we are the Freedman podcast. I'm not above admitting when we are wrong. We're wrong. So a huge apology goes out <clears throat> to Jared Hayne, who has yes. been cooling his heels at Kuma Clink since May last year. He's finally been granted bail on appeal and is facing a retrial. So I guess it's just been one big misunderstanding. Yeah. And Jared, you do seem like a forgiving man. So we are sorry, sorry. we doubted you. Yep. And we're, yeah. Fucking kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> Takes a big free man, man podcast to yep. admit when they're wrong. Yeah, that's right. That and, is uh, right. Yeah. However, yeah. sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a nice retraction, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah. And I think we also owe an apology to uh, Jordan Dugowie. Um, Why? Well, because AFL have looked past all of his past discretions. Yeah, yeah. And Turns out he can really kick a ball. He can really <laughs> kick a ball. <laughs> and he's been reinstated and has the opportunity to be a really, you know, big factor for Collingwood this year. So, uh, excited to see him out brilliant. there. I'm going to be drafting him in my AFL fantasy oh, team. I hope so. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Um, to go, so he's back. Listen, we're only a couple of weeks away from the NRL season. Mm. So, uh, we're going to have to get, uh, get the... We should tip someone next week. Yeah. We should, we should put our tip out there. Yes. Well, I would like to well, let's let's formally yep. formally begin the very first Freedman podcast NRL tipping competition. No, ju- no, just AFL tipping competition. Just the winner, winning tipping competition. <laughs> no, I think we could make it fun. Okay, we could do a tipping competition based on suspensions, yep. and you get bonus points for sending. Do you know how I'll hard it, it is for the three of us just to organise the three or four segments we do cobble together sleep. every week? Do this in my sleep. Oh, yeah? yeah, you're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive that you can't. <laughs> I'm sure you, you won't. won't. <laughs> All right, um, Phil, you're fucking kidding me, right? Uh, yep. So for me, the you're fucking kidding me right for this week was all centered around Christian Volpato. Yes. Oh, yes. Of okay. course, you knew this was coming, Tristan. CV. So uh, a player somehow ignored and rejected by two A-League clubs. 18 years old, right? 18 He's years very old. young man. Still uncapped by the Socceroos and goes out and scores on debut for Roma in the Serie A. Insane. You've got to be fucking kidding me, right? Now, as is always the case when we get a great... I don't think he's got on through. debut. I think he, play, he first came on in a match where they lost 3-0. I'm trying to add some drama. But then he came on drama. and he scored in within a like draw. Two, within two minutes of him taking the field. I, I, he started the comeback, which ended in a 2-2 draw. Sydney FC took a look at this guy and said, he's not for us. As did Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah. Two A-League clubs. Yeah. And now he's scoring goals in Serie A for a team coached by Jose Mourinho. Yeah. And Australia's scared. the fuck? And once again, we find ourselves, as we do again and again and again through all of the Socceroos history, sitting back and sweating it. Yeah. Sweating fucking bullets. But not just the Socceroos. The Ollie Roos tried to pull him in last year in in Dubai. Yep. And Roma shut him down. Yep. So, you know, what chance have we got? Yep. He couldn't even get a Guernsey in the A-League. No. The Wanderers and the A-League and the the FC shut him down. If I was him, I would play for Italy. Yeah, makes sense. like, 
Fuck you, Aileen. Mm, yeah. So get it together. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. No, Here we are great. again. That's a valid. Again. That's a valid. Again and again. That's a very valid U- anyway. YG. You gotta be fucking YGBFKR. This yeah. is Christian yeah. Vieri all over yeah. again. Yeah. You're fuming, aren't you? I'm fuming. You know, he was the first Australian to score in the uh, Italian competition since Mark Bresciano in twenty in two thousand and nine. Do you remember that name? I do. do you remember Bresciano? The bald man, God. guy you you associate with. Yeah, yeah. It's one of us. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. I've always known him as the footballing adzo. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You put him in a lineup, you can't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Uh, me? You got one? Yeah, right. go on. I got yeah. a couple more, but you know, what do you got? Yeah. Oh, you, no, you just did an apology. Was I, did, that- I did my retraction. Yeah, but, yeah, know, yeah. Obviously, I've still got my fucking kidding me, right? All right, well, I'll do one. Go on. Yeah. Um, we'll snake it. We'll snake it. <laughs> I like snaking. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, mine, my, my uh, you got to be fucking, fucking kidding me, right, is uh, Phil Mickelson. <laughs> oh, yes. So, Ooh, oh, and can, can we also add Greg Norman to the list, seeing it since they're so tightly so involved? Tightly I thought about that. Uh, yeah. But, so big Philly, Philly M, who won the PGA major last year yep. in incredible yep. scenes mm. um so he he has been in negotiations with a company called it's like it's golf a Sa- saudi company, it's right? a, yeah it's a saudi golfing investment company yes viz golf or something like that yeah yeah that you mean the right. uh the the saudi private investment fund that is in no way associated with the saudi arabian government <laughs> correct <laughs> now Phil Mickelson made some some interesting comments. He said, you know, they're scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed, uh, you know, Khashoggi, who is the oh, Washington the Post reporter. Yep, yep. Have a horrible record on human rights. This is, this is basically like our, um, you know, our AFL and NRL reviews. Yep. You know, they execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? There could is a be lot a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. Now... It was obviously the weren't the smartest of words because you're basically saying we acknowledge we we don't approve of their gay killing and uh, human rights torture policy. But we do approve of the way they can. Now I, I I I'll be honest. I don't know enough about the issue that these guys all have with the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um. I do also know that they get paid millions of dollars just to play golf. So you know. Yeah. Hey. But they're going to be getting paid a lot more millions. They're going to be getting much more of those. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Let's just millions. say that the people who run the PGA must be some savage fucking dictators. Yeah. That the Saudis <laughs> are starting to look pretty good. <laughs> I, you, you, you know the you know the first mistake they made. Very true. The first mistake they made, but was someone at the big round table said, "You know, what we should call this some kind of super league." Because Super Leagues haven't played out very well in well. sports over the last couple of decades. Remember our whole angry you throw together, one about the Super League? Yeah, and you throw together later, a Super we League, you're on borrowed time we already. Wrong, you get Greg Norman it. involved and say goodbye to your cash. But that's not my fucking that's not my, my fucking kidding, right? Oh, it's not? It actually comes back to a statement from Phil, which was issued, I think, yesterday or today, Australia time. Yep. He did a two-page tweet. Phil Mickelson, you're talking Phil about. Phil Mickelson. Not Phil. Not Phil, Phil, Phil Mickelson. It's a two-page tweet because everything's on Twitter now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just one excerpt from it. Um, my experience with LIV Golf Investments has been very positive. I apologize for anything I said that was taken out of context. The specific people I have worked with are visionaries and have only been supportive. More importantly, and like, here we go. I was thinking they're going to say they passionately work Wait towards helping rights. They passionately love golf <laughs> and share my drive to make the game better. Yeah. They have a clear nice pun, plan. By the way. To create an updated and positive Share experience for everyone, including players, sponsors, networks, and fans. So I read his two-page apology, and he never once 
once again, it's kind of like when... Um, Don't the mention Zavor. The NBA is not allowed to mention Taiwan. Yes. It's the same thing. You can't mention... Don't mention Zavor. What happened between 1939 and 1945? We were on vacation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, but that, also, that sounds like the statement of a man whose interviewer is holding a bone sore at the time. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. he's just like backpedaling faster than, mm -hmm. you know, an Olympic medal swimmer is. Yeah. It's 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 not great. No. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's lost a lot of credibility here. Now, my other, uh, you've got to be fucking kidding me, right, goes to the Los Angeles <coughs> Rams, the Super Bowl winning, yep. me long-term betting winning Super yeah, Bowl they, they LA Rams. worked out well for you. Worked, worked out very worked nicely for you. Rams fan. What it didn't work out too well for was the Hollywood sign. Now, the Hollywood oh, yeah. sign was rebranded as Rams House. Whose house? Rams House. I said, whose house? Rams House. Say what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if, if somebody hasn't turned the pot off by now, yeah. that was the moment. Listen, if you haven't seen this thing, by all means, after this, go and check out what they did. Uh, it looks like... I mean, it, it, it actually looks terrible. It That's looks the like you, the three of us were paid like, hey, we'll give you a couple of grand. Yeah. But whatever, however many beers you want, <laughs> go up to the top of the Hollywood sign and just start to put these stickers on the top of them. Yeah. You can hardly see it. And... I saw a, um, a tweet which, which mentioned that this is worse than when those pro-weed activists went up there and they put some black flags over the O's in Hollywood so it looked like E's. Oh, they like, like white thing. So, they put a white thing there and a black. So, it was Hollyweed. Okay. And it actually, from a distance, read as Hollyweed. From yeah. a distance, it just looks like... Oh. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of plywood boards. It looks terrible. They're really bad. And I guess the whole, I think the whole city of Los <coughs> Angeles is actually asking right now, you gotta be fucking yeah. kidding, right? Terrible. That is atrocious. Yeah. I'm looking at the image right now. It's not I good. don't actually recommend it's really anybody listening hard looks to it up. read. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and my life has diminished for having seen it. Terrible. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Us, so, you know, obviously, big apologies to Jared. Yeah. But uh, next on the list, St. George's own Tyrrell Fui Mayano. Fui Fui Moi Moi. Who pulled a nasty hip drop tackle on 22-year-old Eels player Hayes Dunster. Yeah. Hayes now out for the entire season before it's even begun after rupturing his anterior, medial and posterior ligaments. Horrible, right? But apparently these two guys are mates off the field. In fact, word is coming down that Dunster is actually dating Terrell's sister, NRLW star Talia Fuimiano. And Fuimiano is taking the whole incident very hard. We know it was all an accident though, Tyrrell. And this and the incident last season when you gave Ryan Pappenhusen concussion in Magic Round and copped a five-week ban for that... Well, that was just a coincidence as well, although I do wonder who Ryan was dating at the time. <laughs> Unrelated Freedman <laughs> podcast question. Have you ever tried to kill someone because they were dating your sister? Phil. <laughs> no, my final fucking kidding me right goes out to Kiwi darling <laughs> Michaela Moore. And this one's a classic. Now, you remember last year when Sam Kerr scored a hat-trick in the first half at Chelsea, and we said something stupid like, oh, we'll never see that again. Well, Michaela Moore, in the New Zealand versus USA women's soccer match, somehow managed to score a half-time hat-trick of her own. Of her own goals. Michaela, who played for New Zealand as well as Liverpool, and her team were pretty well thumped by Team USA this week, 5-zip. 
But sadly, the Yanks only needed to sink two of their own with Michaela scoring her first own goal at the four and a half minute mark, her second own goal less than a minute and a half later, just before the six minute mark. Yes, her third at the 35 minute mark before her coach decided it was time to let her watch the rest of the match from the sideline. That's right. So a first half own goal hat trick, Michaela Moore. Oh my God. You're fucking yeah, kidding, kidding right? I kind of want to give her a hero of the week now. A hundred percent. And if I'm remembering correctly, and I saw the headline for this one. She actually scored a perfect own goal hat trick too, which is where one on a, off each foot and one off the head. Is that right? I, I, I don't know if that's true, but Amazing. even better. If Amazing. Even better. Even better. Even better. I watched yeah. all three of them. Um, yeah. Just in the replays, you don't watch yeah. women's soccer. But uh, yeah, very, very good. You would say that her pride took a pounding <laughs> Yes, well, Michaela Moore. Anyway, Tristan, what's up? No, that's our that's hero it. of the week. Um, but I will say, can I just speaking of uh, all white soccer, as they call it, you know, the New Zealanders are called oh, the all yeah, whites they do. now. Um, just a quick little. Uh, <laughs> that's a shame. Just a <laughs> doesn't doesn't age too well, does it? Um, just a quick little shout out to the Kiwis. They've got a rough. Oh, they've got. A, they're actually in a. That what they're calling the group of death in the Oceania oh, yeah. um, qualification. Yes. So they've got matches coming up against uh, New Caledonia, mm. Fiji, wow, and Papua New Guinea. Damn. So um, look, let's hope New Zealand can get through that group. Even Graham Arnold probably could have won those ones. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to you guys. Um, you know, we hope you get through it and yep. rough. And once again, face a terrible defeat against the fifth placed. South Africa's South Americans or whatever it would be. Yeah. Actually, I think they play against the cent- their same time. They're going to get through. They get to play the Central Americans yeah, this time. Okay. Yeah, it's that's easy. Like- it's like Honduras or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we got last time we got through. That was easy. Yeah. We got South, South America this time if we have to go through that path, which is looking very likely. Oh, we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice, nice wrap up. And we'll be following that. If you ever, you know, for all of your World Cup qualification, you know, go to information and, and, and five to six day late news mm. check into the right Man podcast right here <laughs> right here first the best news and views on the world cup qualification on the button son <laughs> on the button uh all right let's uh let's go to our feature segment um greatest comebacks of uh, all time love it nice Feature segment. Welcome. Um, just a quick one. Were we all drinking, fellas, while we count these oh, down? Get a freshie. But yes, I am drinking the Willie the Boatman Nectar of the Hops New England IPA. Uh, it's absolutely delicious. We, I know we've always been a Willie the Boatman podcast. The base out of Marrickville. Great little brewery. Great little beers. This one comes into a nice, easy 5.8. Uh, so it's a light beer and that you're going to enjoy. So strap in. We all, all right. like drinking from the Willie on this podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm drinking a Capital Brewing, one of my, I think it's my favourite beer at the moment, uh, Hang Loose Juice, uh, yeah, also like New England IPA. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very easy drinkable. I've realised, I, I came to the realisation after we did our, um, our advent calendar with uh, Batch Brewing that I like the New England IPAs. That's my, that's the kind of haze that I that's like. That's where it's you want to be. sweetness, it's the juicy. Mm. Um, we've, we've, we have made a decision not to really focus on the beers as much, so each time we'll just kind of talk about what we're drinking. Each of our partners had a quiet word to us, <laughs> and so we've... <laughs> 
made some changes here at the Freedman Podcast. So I'm drinking a cup brewing cone, New England happy, and I'm getting the wind up because that's all I'm allowed to talk about it. Phil. Absolutely. And I'm drinking the Stomping Ground Brewing Co. Passion Fruit Smash. Which you got which from e- my leftover, as my, my colleagues from Brisbane left over. Congratulations. And it is exactly what you would expect. It's a sour and mm. it tastes exactly like passion fruit. Lovely. It's very good. Very good. Very refreshing. Uh, let's, uh, let, do you want to go and get a top up? I'll edit yeah, it. Yeah, I pounded this willy a bit too quickly. <laughs> there it is. There it is. If we can do our first. You know, he actually pounds willies all the time. I know, I know. Yeah. That's the biggest problem, Dad. So, like, every time we go out, like, he's got a wife and stuff, but all he wants to do is pound wheel wheels. Pound, pound, pound. Constantly. 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 Yeah. yeah. Hey, fellas, what's yeah. up? Hey, guys! <laughs> <laughs> it's got a Captain Sensible, because i got to drive home. I might go get one more as well myself, if that's all right. All right. Can you believe that piece of shit? There's nothing about the Ukraine. Nothing about the Ukraine. Absolutely. And he brings it in here like it's a fucking feature segment. Nothing. I honestly think he was too busy pounding dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like him. Oh my god! Classic. You seen it? Seen, yeah. seen how how stretched his mouth out is lately? Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, loose hey, as man. a goose. Hey, loose yeah. as a goose. What? Yeah. Hey. Hey. <sighs> hey, I tell you, Phil's just an asshole. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Nice, nice round out there of the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we are counting down our favorite comebacks of all time. We Absolutely. don't. It's something about comebacks. Something about comebacks. Yeah. Uh, so because this is our, our comeback special, so. we're calling. It, well, actually, we're calling. It, I, I kind of white labeled this section as the virtual beer garden roundtable. That's really? what we're calling it. That's our feature segment, mm. the VGBR for short. And VGBR. we're already yeah. doing it at a rectangular table. Exactly. So. And we're angled at a triangle. Yeah. It's already so. a lie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, where should we start? How should we start this? Okay, so here's the thing. It's our comeback special. The, the topic at hand was top three comebacks. Now, this can be anything. It can be sporting comebacks. It can be something you say to somebody when they say, yeah, well, you're a wanker. It can be anything. Anything yeah, exactly. comebacky. Uh, what did you go with, Phil? <laughs> okay. So, it's our top three, right? So, we're starting from the beginning? Top three. Yeah. So, top do you three. three. Do you number three. Just okay. three. So, uh, my first one is... Is this number three? Uh, yep. Which is number three. Good. My first one, which is number three, yep. uh, is Futurama. Mm. And that's because of the volume of comebacks. And so I took a little bit of a look at that. I'm like, I know it's come back several times, but yep. I, I, I dug up the cancel and revival timeline. So the original run goes from 99 to 2003, then it gets cancelled. Yep. And then four years later, it gets revived into four films cut into 16 episodes. This is still Fox, right? This is, yeah, I think so. And then 2010 to 2013, gets revived again for two more seasons, then cancelled again in 2013, <laughs> returned in 2014 for a Simpsons crossover, then returned again in 2017 for a double episode, and then it's been revived again now for 2023. Oh uh, shit! But without Bender, because there's a pay dispute. <clears throat> yeah, over John yeah. I, I heard that they're getting another robot. Yep. That's gonna look a bit like Bender, but sound nothing like him because yep. Demagio wants too much money. Yep. Just pay the man. Yeah, just pay the man. Just pay the man. Is everyone else is like Katie Siegel and Billy no, West and everyone else still in it? Everybody else is on board, but nobody watches Futurama of those characters. That's true. Yeah. I have to go now. My <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. planet <laughs> needs me. That's right. That's it. That's, that's right. going to be trouble. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's not going to work out. How do you get around with that bender? Yeah. Anyway, sometimes fit. life it finds a way. Anyway, but anyway maybe, they'll, uh, maybe they'll have a comeback in yeah. another three years and they'll get to make that's it right. back on then. That's Solid right. start. Uh, all right, I'll uh, start with my number three. Yep. Yep. Boomerangs. Oh. Yeah. They come back. Sorry. All right. Say and so my no number three. <laughs> so 
Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, I don't know anything national. Naturally, I don't know anything about boomerangs. <laughs> so I've done a little wiki research. Oh, good. <laughs> so the ultimate test of boomeranging skills yeah. is called the Aussie Round event. Okay. Now, yeah. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a guest in the, in the pod. She came now, back too. She did. Hmm. Uh, now, the Aussie Round event uh, is, a, uh, is, is, a, is a thing where you, you've got to sit in a 50-meter circle and you've got to make the boomerang go around the circle and then land back where you've thrown it okay. within, like, as close to, like, the middle. I'm, I, I, all I can think of is that Pilot Wings game where you've got to land the parachuting guy into oh, the yeah, middle, yeah. you know, yep. onto into, the target. Onto the target, yeah. yeah. So, there's a whole bunch of different tournaments. Shout out to Pilot Wings. I know, that's, yeah, a, that's a great reference. Yeah, yeah. Like it. Well, wouldn't that make, make a great comeback? Absolutely. Yeah. And it kind of did when Nintendo Switch started allowing you to play old SNES games and yeah, stuff Yeah, well. it's just okay. Yep. So, there's a whole bunch of other different categories in, in, the, in modern boomerang tournaments. There's accuracy, endurance, fast cash, blah, 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 blah. Are they all the sort of standard bent stick boomerang or do you get like the tri-tip one that Listen, you get as a we kid? might have to do a boomerang special Next week. Next week. Yeah. Where we just talk about like you could... There is different types. There are triple boomerangs. There's ones oh, yeah. with... Yeah. There's anyway, so much content there. We'd be, we'd be sound as a pound. Here's the sad thing, guys. And here's the very sad thing. <laughs> boomerang... These bo- boomerang competitions... Uh, firstly, the last ones haven't even been held in Australia. They've been held all over Europe and in Asia. That's not right. None of the current champions in any of... Or world record holders in any of these categories are Australian. That's not in right. In fact, two Germans own the, own the record for Aussie Round and Accuracy 100. That's not right. Um, but some interesting... The smallest returning boomerang record, 48 millimetres. That's quite small. Tiny little boomerang. Tiny little boomerang. Flew 20 metres before what? returning into an Accuracy circle. Are you, 20 metres? 20 metres. Yep. And the longest throw of any object by a human was a boomerang, um, which was thrown 406.3 metres in 2003. This is the circumference of the circle that threw... No, this is just length. So, it was oh, a double, okay. It was a you non- just throw it as far as you can. <laughs> you know what they call a non-returning boomerang? It's a stick. <laughs> stick. <laughs> um, so, anyway. anyway we, we got rid of that joke of yeah. the week, Tristan. No, no, it's coming back. Um, like uh, a boomerang. Uh, <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of Aboriginal history that we don't have time for. No. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, Tristan. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Okay, so my top three comebacks, I went, uh, like I often do, I, I went with, with movie stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm going to start with yep. Matthew McConaughey and, yeah. his, and, yes. his, and his comeback. Do you remember when McConaughey was just the man Nailed with the it. chest? Nailed remember it. Fool's Gold, yeah. Failure to Launch, The Wedding yeah. Planner? Yeah. Remember when everyone just stopped yeah. caring about what he did yeah, and then yeah. somehow, somewhere between the Dallas Buyers Club and True Detective, yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah. realized yeah. he's a fucking acting yeah. god? Yeah. Remember that? Remember those? Yeah. Suddenly there were small parts like Wolf of Wall Street, all the way to like leading man dramatic roles like Cooper in Interstellar. Actually, you guys should see Interstellar if you haven't already. It's actually pretty good. One of my favorite movies. Um, of all time. But yeah, turning around a career built on his abs to go from How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days in 2003 to Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman just 16 years later. He's on my list of comeback kings. Number three. I've, I've often said John. there was this the, the reconnaissance. They called I it. went to one. I went to bed one night and i woke up the next day and he was the biggest actor of all time <laughs> it's true. yeah, yeah. It, it was true detective for me that but suddenly was because he'd lost all this weight he wasn't like this really good looking you know built guy he was this scrawny 
just desperate looking guy. We just went full circle because that was about AIDS, that movie. And I made no, True Detective. Before. No, no, but like the, oh, the Dallas, Dallas Buyers. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was some AIDS in it. God, True Detective season one was amazing. I know. TV's struggled to come close yeah, to that it again. It really has. Yeah. Um, I listen to, uh, you know, we have a sister podcast, Pardon My Take. Yeah, yeah. We're big sponsors of our, of our show. They're big, okay. Big fans. Um, they interviewed Matthew McConaughey once. Yep. Yep. And he keeps calling me. I'm like, we don't have time. Yeah, we don't have time. We've got, no, we've got dad joke of the week. <laughs> Uh, we've got some craft beers to drink. So, uh, but Matthew McConaughey actually said, so he had to stop working for two years, not take any roles, not take any money. He literally went dormant for two years because that's the only way you can reinvent yourself if you've already made yourself into a mold. So he was known right. as the fool who plays in these romantic comedies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And he wanted to do serious acting, wanted to do certain things. They said, and he, got, he said when he was in that break, he got offered all these roles, like you know, yeah. millions of dollars through this. Can you take your shirt off yeah. and star next to Jennifer Love Hewitt? And talk in a Southern accent? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no. Like, so he, he had a couple of advisors and his agent. They said, this is what you have to do. It's a bit of a risk, but you have to do it. And he did it and he pulled it off. So yeah. amazing. amazing. What a comeback. Good call. Mm. Great call. Great start. All three of us. Absolutely. Phil, bring it home. Come now on. it's time to tank it. Yeah. Uh, so, so my second, which is also too. my second yeah. uh, this time around, right. uh, is basically every comeback on Monkey Island in Salt Sword Fighting. So I will take that off my number three list. I had it on here. You had oh, Are you serious? Amazing. Yeah. You both had Monkey Island yeah. on your... <laughs> okay. All right. So it's I'm an gonna... entire game fighting mechanic based on comebacks. By the way, did you remember? So, did you, so you think I didn't? Have, I think I'm lying. I am rather, I got it right here. No, but they I, were the I initial think, ones. I think we, we included we, this on a podcast about twelve months ago where we talked you about. You bring up any any subject, and we'll loop Monkey Island back in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I only like five things, Adzo. Yeah. I've only got so much to work with. Okay. But do you remember the battling on sea insult? See, I've got it already. Go yeah, okay. and comeback examples all rhymed. There were three of them. You've forgotten this, haven't I you? I had forgotten So, that. for example, because um, it would be an insult, then Renee Rottingham's insults, and then the comeback. Yep. So, for example... Uh, I've got much coming face to face better with content me coming up, everybody. Coming face to face with me must leave you petrified. Never before Stick have I seen someone so sissified. Is that your face? I thought it was your backside. See, they all rhyme. Mm. Yeah. Go to a rhyming sector. That's On great. guard, touche. Your mother wears a toupee. Oh, that is so cliche. Wow. Yeah, you see? Throughout oh, the Caribbean, Shantae. my great deeds are celebrated. My skills with the sword are highly venerated. Too bad they're all fabricated. Yeah, and, I know. I, remember, I and actually, I actually such remember, and such. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> you call this a village? This is more a hick town. Come and meet me, a new friend over there. He's called Dick Pound. <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. So I presume this was a different Monkey Island than the original one. Oh, I don't no. think that was the case on the original. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're just making the show. You just up. want to be the. Well, which was your favourite comeback? Uh, my personal favourite was yeah. uh, I've heard you are a contemptible sneak. And the response was, too bad no one's ever heard of you at all. Oh. And the reason why I love that one is because it was channeling Don Draper two decades before that show was made. Uh, yeah. One of the best lines in Mad Men where he's... he's uh, like, I pity you. Yeah. And Draper's like, I don't think, I don't about, think about, you about you at all. You at all. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, you know, Don uh, Draper, his original inspiration. That's such a great Guy have, you seen, have you seen it? What? Um, the the Mad thing Mad with Mad Men. Men. Yeah, yeah. I got through three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you make me sick. So, uh, dear what listener, pounding in that show. <laughs> Some dear <laughs> listeners, if you're um, if you're you know have, feeling like you, as Adam said, bad listening, just rest 
in peace knowing that uh, we've got we, one we, less. Yeah, uh, we just bumped one more yeah, off the list. Bumped off the list. So that's Home all good. stretch, baby. Yeah, silver lining and everything. Mm. Uh, okay, nice one. So does this mean we skip one of yours and go straight into mine? Yeah. Okay. So my number two is Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, we fell in love with him as Doogie Howser, MD, the 15-year-old child genius doctor who closed every show with a diary entry on an Apple IIe. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. And then he was gone. You know, like Aunt Selma once said, the older you get, the cuter you wait. And no one cared anymore. He was just out of there. And for many years, it was just bit parts. You know, he was in uh, Starship Troopers. He didn't even look good. He looked kind of gross and creepy. But then... Suddenly, he was cast as a bit Harold part and in Harold and Kumar go yep. to White Castle, playing an exaggerated version That's of himself, himself, and the world fell in love with Neil yeah. Patrick Harris. Not long after that, oh, I met your mother, took him to the next level, and he became Hollywood's darling boy. Was he, he gay? Would, Did he play himself as gay in Harold and no, Kumar? He was, no, he was a big a womanizer. Playboy, womanizer yeah. Big playboy womanizer. Uh, and yeah, yeah, there he was on, on Himium. We fell in love with him. Hollywood fell in love with him. He was hosting the Tonys. He was getting awards. Everybody adored him. They would not stop kissing his ass. So for that, my number two comeback kid, Neil Patrick Harris. And Barney Stinson, absolutely one of my favorite characters on oh, TV. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. There's very few actors who could play that without just looking like a complete A complete prick. Yeah. Like, like an absolute yeah, cunt. Yeah. Like <laughs> So, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got somehow that, made it lovable. He's got that it's, lovable scampness yeah. about him mm. that, uh, that, that can pull that off. So, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I did have a, I did have a, uh, a backup. That's okay. Back. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Phil. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Please. Moving right along. <laughs> Go, Tristan. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no you'll sulk all night. What do you got? Look at his face. No, look at his fucking face. No, I'm look fine. at that I'm fine. dog expression. He's learned his lesson. Uh, <laughs> got some pizza? I don't know if you were going to get into sports, but I was going to talk about, you know, I thought maybe sports comebacks as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, one of the more recent ones that comes to mind is, you know, not, not about a score or anything like that. <clears throat> has to go to the great man himself, Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, uh, I think after a six-year absence from... Yep. You have to remember he had a sex addiction. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then he had, you know, an injury. I think mm. he had injuries to his back. How do you sleep at night <laughs> on top of a pile of money? Money, exactly. Many and beautiful in, women. And, you know, you thought like, you know, there was always... For years, you know, Adam and I are quite big, you know, obviously PGA experts, yep. golfing experts. Big time. Uh, and there was, you know... The was, best I know. Big part of the little bets as to whether, you know, Tiger Woods would ever win another PGA tournament again. Yeah. He went with a major with Phil again. Nicholson. He and, did. And yeah. lost. And, and lost. also lost like five out of six of the side bets because yeah. Nicholson always does these side bets, like closest to pin, yeah. longest drive, that kind of shit. Woods was dead. Dead. Was dead in the water. And then yeah. suddenly. He wins the Tour Championship, which yep. is the end of the, the FedEx Cup tournament thing in Atlanta. And then the year after, only about four or five, and this is. With scenes, which again you, you have to look it up, but just look at tour championship final round for Tiger Woods. Wow, tens of thousands of people follow him. You've never seen any scenes like this in golf. Then in Augusta in uh, April 2019, goes on to win the Masters, mm. which is insane. So that whole question as to whether he's going to win a PGA, not only wins a PGA, wins the probably the most prestigious event, maybe outside of the the British Open. I believe he won the green jacket. He won the, well, he's won the green jacket many times, but yeah. So, got another one. Well, the gold jacket. What's the one on? It's a green jacket. Yeah, it is a green yeah, jacket. Yeah, it's a green jacket. Yeah, what was it on Happy Gilmore? 
It's a, it was a gold jacket on Happy Gilmore. Gold jacket. Yeah. Yellow jacket. That's what, yeah. That was the joke I meant to make. You're welcome, That's, listeners. It's, it's totally it's, landed. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great gone. Yeah. Uh, and so I, uh, it would go to Tiger Woods. Anyway. Uh, Energy Phil. block bad. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted uh, that. You, so my, that. My you got number, it in there. My number one. <laughs> Harness energy block bad. <laughs> Uh, so my uh, number one comeback is one that is very personal and dear to me, oh. and it is of course the Brisbane Roar. So we go back 2011, I think it was mm. the year of the floods in Brisbane. Yeah. Ange Postacoglu, legendary coach, Ange Postacoglu is the coach of the Brisbane Roar at this time. Yeah, and we're on an absolutely unstoppable winning streak that is still in the book of records. It's uh, 48 games unbeaten. Wow. And uh, through the season, uh, Central Coast Mariners come up. They get walloped. Yeah. They come against us again. Mm. They get walloped. Mm. They come against us again. Bit closer. Yeah. Closer to a draw. This was the season in which we ended up playing them six times (laughs) because there was a home and away final and then they circled back around to meet us in the final. We beat them every single time until the grand final. Went to it. First Brisbane grand final ever in the A-League history. Packed Suncorp Stadium, 52,000 people. We've beat them like five times in the season so far. It goes to nil-nil at 90 minutes. Adzo's favourite scoreline. Love it. You go into extra time and the Mariners score two goals. And it looks like it's over. Yeah. After the unbeaten season for the memory. It's going to fall apart. It's done. Yep. You would come to about seven minutes from time. One goal back for Brisbane. Mm. But Central Coast Mariners are hanging on. And... uh, as an owner of the documentary of this game, <laughs> Do you really? uh, in the final play of the game, final minute of the game, we get a corner and Eric Pardalou, the defensive midfielder of the time, looks across and sees all the media gathering around the Central Coast Mariners side. Yeah, just and in waiting. the documentary, yeah. he says, I looked across, I saw them all gathering around Central Coast Mariners and I said to myself, not today. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Corner Brilliant. swings in, header from Pardaloo, two all, and we go on to win I on remember penalties. That. Yeah, the rest Absolutely is Absolutely yeah. brilliant yeah. piece of what is fucking awesome about sport mm. and being present in that, drunk off my head. And oh, I've you got were a, at the game. I was at like, the game. At the game. Wow. And like, there's a there's a ten minute video You've buried somewhere. You've seen a goal. I've seen one. <laughs> shit. Absolutely. I saw two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and just having the the time of my fucking life. Yeah, that was the peak. Great All team. downhill since then. Absolutely. Great <laughs> but uh, Eric, for me, the thing that cemented that is Eric Pardalou literally looking across and going, "Not, Not today." today. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Phil. That's my number one. Lovely comebacks. Very nice summary. Adam. Yeah, I got a, I got a number one coming up. Robert Downey. Downey. Junior. Oh shit! Yep. It should have been obvious. In 1996, this man was found in possession of drugs while on a police check. He was also found to be driving naked and in possession of a .375 Magnum handgun. Rumor has it, when questioned, he told police that he was throwing invisible rats out the window at the time. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, he was found by police with only two things in his possession: cocaine and a Wonder Woman costume. Let's just say Downey had a rough upbringing, drugs and abuse, but he could act and he was out of control until a real hero arose. A stoic, sensible voice of reason 
Mr. Mel Gibson. Yes, crazy as it is now to believe, Mel was not always the pants-on-his-head lunatic that he is today. He was a down-to-earth friend to Downey, convinced him to keep active, underwrote a number of films basically taking financial responsibility should Robert Downey Jr. flake out, helped him get off the gear, and now Robert Downey Jr. is worth over $300 million, beloved by children worldwide. One of the biggest stars around today. Surely that's your number one comeback story right there. Yeah. Absolutely. He's the Iron Man, right? He's the Iron Man. Yeah. I don't watch the X-Men movies, but yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Not a big Superman guy. Not a Superman guy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Did he do anything else but be Iron Man? Well, he did Tropic Thunder where he played the black guy. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Does that still play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it for the boys. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's, it's I remember right. the beginning was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, he did some stuff when he was younger and he was just, you know, he played um, a role of Charlie Chaplin and was critically lauded. He was like an amazing yeah. piece of just acting. He could act, but he yeah. was just high all the time. RDJ. RDJ. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't always done great stuff. Like, I think last year he did a Dr. Doolittle movie, which was just shit panned by everybody. Um Guy, I mean, he had his Guy Ritchie uh, Sherlock Holmes movies, which some people liked. I wasn't a huge fan of. Did really you like it? Those. You liked the Guy Ritchie yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. I generally yeah. liked the Guy Ritchie movies. wasn't huge yeah. on, on Sherlock Holmes. But yeah, he's had a fairly varied uh, career path, some really interesting stuff. But then, of course, it's the Marvel Iron Man. I think he got paid $150 million just for the Avengers movie. Unbelievable. You know, insane kind of yeah. money. Um, he got paid $10 million for the three minutes he appeared in uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. 10 million. Just Three like minutes like he was man. in it. Here's 10 million dollars. Here's 10 million dollars. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You're a person who so, still shits and, and pisses just like anyone <laughs> so else. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You still, you yeah. still, you know, fart You're in the human. shower. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Here's 10 million dollars. Here's 10 million dollars. Fucking hell. Not you though. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Nice one. I'll wrap it up. Um, I've, I feel like I've covered a lot of, like, the, you know, the, the larger subject areas of the Freebound podcast. So, I've talked video games, comebacks. Mm. Yeah. Sport comebacks. Yeah. Yep. Things that come back, comebacks. Yep. And I'll finally bring it back to movies and television. Please. Uh, if I mention the names, Eli, Robbie, Daniel, Johnny, Miguel, John. That's a great. No, Chris, I'm loving it. This is an amazing comeback. Mr. Miyagi. Take it. Take it and run. Tori Nichols. Samantha LaRusso. I love Samantha LaRusso. Talking, of course, the return of Cobra Kai. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the return of really the Karate Kid. But in Cobra Kai form, uh, it is... There's something about it. They they nailed it. They just hit nostalgia yeah, just right. They hit it. So they didn't co- overly milk it. They just did the right balance. There's many times yeah. when you're watching the show the, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I'm enjoying every minute of it. The nostalgia bone is a lot like the clitoris. Talk you know, you've got to hit it just right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And not too much. Absolutely. And not too not hard. Too much, no. <laughs> And, you know, in certain... That's if you can find it at all. And in certain <laughs> Balkan and Arabic countries, it's... And African countries, it's not even allowed. But, yeah. Um, so... Adam, <laughs> shaking so like, Please don't. So don't, bad. Don't, don't, don't. Um, don't, don't. Why are you doing? Fuck you. you. I'm talking about Cobra Kai and somehow we're talking about clitoral circumcision that in was him. I didn't bring the circumcision into it. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking positively about the clitoris. So, I love the clitoris. Back to the show. <laughs> Here's the now, quick Columbus. commander. Here's the show that has 
perfectly executed the balance between hitting that little, you know, tickle bone for us, you know, 80s generation, yeah. you know, uh, yes. peeps. Yes. Um, and yet doing enough to also be an entertaining show for the kids of today as mm-hmm. well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have the teens who live in today's world. Oh, God, these adults. Then you have the adults who lived in our world who kind of hold on to the past. And it works. Yeah. Now, yes, it doesn't make, as I said, it doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time. And it, and the la- later seasons have turned into just basically, you know, brawl fights. I'm not sure it actually is really karate anymore. There's no karate in it. It just seems to be fighting. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's fine. And, and, and you know. They've embraced the era of UFC. It's fine. Absolutely. But, but I don't think there's a lot of karate really in the Karate Kid either. It was just. It's just a fun show. It's just a fun show. And if you talk about comebacks yep. to bring back. And I mean, you know, 30 years later, yeah. 30 years later, it came back. First, it was on like YouTube. That's how, that's well, how it launched. And that's not only that. Cobra Kai itself came back onto Netflix. What? As in it was on YouTube originals and then yeah. it wasn't going to go any further. And yeah, it yeah. came back. Netflix brought it back. Yeah. So just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That's true. So, yeah. so it, la- it launched on YouTube, then it went away and then Netflix brought it back. But you could also say that this all comes back to this whole idea that Barney Stinson put out there in How I Met Your Mother that really Johnny Lawrence yes. is the Karate Kid and yes. he is the good guy that we should be rooting for. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and what I, th- my only gripe with it, full circle, baby. In the last season was when they got Carrie Underwood in to do some fucking live show while the fifty first All Valley What's Star Tournament was on, and I'm like, okay, it wasn't great. Okay, they, they went down a path yeah, yeah, which yeah, I couldn't yeah, follow. Yeah, yeah. There's a shark in front of you, and you're about to jump it. It's That's Tony all. Hawk. That's <laughs> 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 exactly right. Whoa! Hang on a second. Aren't you Jay Leno? <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Oh my God! Isn't that Carrie Underwood? I remember just sitting there with uh, with Lindy going, why, "Why is Carrie Underwood singing right now?" <laughs> uh, nice. That's nice comebacks, guys. Yeah, they're all beautiful. Good. Nice, all good. nice return to the pod. Nice start to the year. Um, we are back. Nice, nice, nice. Let's finish the show on a high. Yeah. All right. All right. Strap out, gentlemen.